Jamie Elliott to win the game for Collingwood. There's the siren. Arms in the air. has gone through. Hello and welcome to Little Birdie Sports Show for a Monday first look. I'm your host, Nikki Sylvester. Joining me today is MG for AFL Round 19 Review. And we've also got Top Rope for the NRL 19 Review. First look was proudly brought to you by Little Betty TV, topsport.com.au, punting form and manscaped. MG, I'll throw to you first for an action-packed round 19 we had yesterday. What a day in sport. It was crazy. It was a whole crazy week in yeah. sport. We've got so much to uh, unpack today. Um, yeah, one of the better week in sports, I would say, uh, both locally and internationally. We had some crazy finishes and everything like that. So looking forward to today's show where we can uh, cover all the topics. Yeah, I know. Yesterday we were we were on the we were on the chat. We're like, oh my God, how's the finish to this AFL game? And then we flipped it over and we went to NRL and it had the exact same finish. It was insane top rope. What did you make of yesterday's game? As you must say, I was throwing up my mouth. It was absolutely disgusting. The uh, uh, the, the the way the, the Tigers got stiff there, we'll, we'll get into it a bit later on, but uh, um, absolutely, like, the NRL has to seriously have a look at themselves. If if they're going to have a referee running around like he's a chook with his head cut off when he's supposed to be the voice of reason in the game, allowing a challenge where there was no stoppage of play, and then this clan in the bunker who was the guy who was chosen to referee three origins, coming up with a decision that you could go and survey a 1,000 people off the street and there wouldn't be one who would agree with it. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the attempted whitewash today from the NRL. It's good to see the AFL not only having problems with their uh, <laughs> umpiring and uh, their bunk their bunker going off. Yeah, it's good to see. A bit of pressure on the NRL. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Come on. Come on. We've got to even the, we've got to even the playing field up here, MJ. Talk me through yesterday's game. Well, the AFL was, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was probably one of the better weeks, I think. We've gone back to back, so... Um, for excitement level, we had uh, kicked off Friday night, obviously, with the draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, very poor standard match. I know they – just because it's close doesn't mean it's a good game. Um, skills were deplorable. And, yeah, the cra- crazy finish a bit like Top Rope's uh, NRL yesterday was uh, madness for Richmond fans, unfortunately, and a bit like the uh, Essendon-Collingwood game yesterday, which we'll unpack it a bit. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was um, – yeah, some of the better games I thought for the year as well. Um, the Cats and uh, Port game was unbelievable and also the Bulldogs-Melbourne um, – which we'll go through a bit briefly later. But, uh, yeah, the AFL, um, one of its better weeks. Um, we saw possibly the goal of the year by Dacos, uh, a couple of marks of the year in the same game, in the Carlton game with Stard and Toby Green. So um, an unbelievable finishes and a draw. So about as good as it gets for the AFL. And they had at least they had some decent crowds too. I thought we're getting back there. Yes, in Collingwood. Well, they always get a big crowd, yeah. Um, so obviously a uh, beautiful sunny day uh, again in Melbourne during July, uh, something Top Rope's not familiar with uh, around the New South Wales area. But, uh, yeah, sunshine came out and uh, I think it was, uh, was it 85, 90,000? Yeah, oh, huge so, crowd, huge um, crowd. The atmosphere was crazy and obviously with the finish, um, yeah, that's as uh, good a sport gets in Australia at the MCG. Okay, now take me through. What's a, what's happening in the Tour de France? Tour de France, yeah. Uh, after three weeks, um, it's, just a long, it's a long cycle around France, not going to lie. <laughs> uh, what are you going, 21, 22 days. Uh, Vinegard won, uh, rode into Paris uh, overnight. Uh, he picked up the win, uh, two and three quarter minutes. He beat last year's champ, Potigar, um, comes second. He was the uh, pre-race favourite. So, yeah, big win for the Dane. Um, so they will be celebrating. So, yeah, another... Um, Great event, the Tour de France. Hopefully one day the uh, little birdie crew can get over there for a week or so and uh, get around and follow it. Top rope. What about the darts overnight? Yeah, we'll get to the darts in a minute. Just a couple of points of order before we get to it. Uh, if that's as good as sports comes at the MCG yesterday, then I'll give it away. Yeah, they were still <laughs> playing AFL, so let's not get too carried away. Um, 
And the other thing, the Tour de France is a good event, MG. No doubt about that. But it would be significantly better if they didn't just have these stages. They just had to follow a, a trail around France. They've got a tent on their back, and when they're done, they just have a little rest, pack their, set their tent up, and then get on their way. None of this stops starting and moving towns. If you're gonna, if you're gonna follow a circuit, follow the circuit. Don't like it. It's an event you can start up top rope. Your own, your own tour around the Tour de France. Top rope around the Tour. Uh, I like the old days of the Tour where they used to uh, used to run around drinking wine and uh, smoking darts. But um, anyway, on to, on to the real darts. Yeah, it was a uh, world match play. Uh, one of the the three majors in in professional darts, the PDC, and we had the finals this morning. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen is back. The arguably the greatest darts player of all time. Uh, has gone through a bit of a run about South in the last 12 to 18 months, but uh, back winning a major uh, win slide outsider against Gerwin Price this morning, but got the job done. Uh, MVG is back, but maybe the, you know, the the highlight of the of the tournament uh, was Gerwin Price's nine data. The uh, been six televised nine data this year. Price has nailed four of them. Arguably, I think MG would be up there with agreeing with this one. Um, one of the great happenings in sport. You know, it's just a way of, of the rarity of it, uh, the the short period of time that it takes, but also the breaks in between to kind of get a build-up, and the crowd reaction is unbelievable. So uh, going for a second in the world match play, but hasn't all the televised known data to his name. I love his nickname, the Iceman. Nothing could be truer in that uh the clip, if you haven't seen it on Twitter or anything like that, look it up and uh, price a nine data. It was uh, crowd went ballistic. Well, can you tell me what a nine data is? Uh, down from 501, you get nine darts to do it. So it's uh, it's a rare happening, as Top Rope uh, alluded okay. to. And uh, for the crowd uh, and the commentary with it is, uh, yeah, one of the best things in sport. I'm going to watch after the show. Yeah, you can tell it up. What happened in the uh, the French Grand Prix, Nikki? That's your area. What happened? It was action packed, I hear. Oh, the Monegasque boy, he crashed out and then he was lost. So that's um, you'd say that the drivers' championship is all but um, stitched up now. I don't think um, Verstappen will lose that. So he's sixty something points in front. So yeah, Verstappen got um, he started in second, and he won, and then um, Lewis Hamilton finished second, and George Russell third, got the podium. Yeah. He's a great driver. So yeah, um, first for. You've got um, Red Bull and then obviously the two Mercedes boys. So, um, yeah, sadly Leclerc crashed out and um, I-, I can't see Verstappen not winning the championship from here. Yeah, 63-point lead with 10 races to go and it's his seventh win in the uh, 12 races so far. So yeah. um, he's, he's re- too consistent. Rare for a Grand Prix driver, Leclerc, your boy, to put his hand up and say it was his fault. Yeah, yeah, he did say. He just said it was driver area, obviously a lot of pressure and um, you could hear him just scream no. As he crashed off, and um, and that was it. And then I think just Ferrari had some issues from there, obviously with um, just some team changes and you know instructions and drivers not understanding that. And um, that, that's that's racing. All right, uh, women's Euro semi-finals are coming up during the week. Uh, just to keep uh, some action for top rope to bet, uh, we've got a couple of uh, semi-finals to look at for the uh, for the women's here: England v Sweden. Uh, so all four, four favourites advance from the quarterfinals. Uh, you can see there, dollar seventy-nine England. 4.30 Sweden uh, and in the other match we'll the next day it'll be on the Thursday these both the games are both at 5 a.m by the way uh, Germany v France mm. uh, very close match here almost pick them Germany two dollars62 and France 272 so yeah the final four um, it's a good leading for uh, the big event later this year top rope I quickly want to throw to you because I just want to have a chat about um, 
we had some exciting stuff. So we had Addo Car, obviously, with his hat trick, and then um, Ponga out for the season as well. And obviously, with no more Paffenhausen. So, what's going to happen with the rest of the uh, season for the NRL? And where do you think the team chasers are going to sit from here? Because uh, that, that is just wide open for so many teams now. The the storm, you know, this is the lower point as I've seen the storm in 15 years in the Bellamy. He doesn't know where to go. And not only that, like he's desperately chasing players. They, they made a request to the Bulldogs to, uh, to get Josh Adokar uh, back on loan for the rest of the year. That was rejected. They are chasing uh, Warriors uh, at cast for Reese Walsh, hoping to land him for the rest of the year. They want the longest one to boost the roster, but they, they can't do anything with this. Uh, roster. Yes, yes, they've been hurt by injuries, but with their bit players that usually do so well, they're, they're they're just not, uh, and they're not cut out for, for top grade. You're seeing, you know, players like uh, Marion Seve, uh, Chris Lewis, you know, Tom Eisenhut, just very ordinary footballers. So, um, and then you kind of got the decline of the Bromwich brothers and a few other things there. So, um, Storm in, in some big strife there. Uh, they're going to really battle to, to keep a top four spot there. They're, they're already down to fifth and. You know, we're seeing the Broncos you know, really make a move this year. They're, they're kind of trying to position themselves by the second best one. I, I know I kind of was a bit dismissive when MG put in South as the, the big threat a few weeks ago, but since Latrell Mitchell's come back, they haven't lost a game and I've uh, been riding high, so you might be right there. And uh, I'm not willing to rule out your chooks yet either, uh, Nick. I think that uh, they're not going to finish in the top four, but I think they can make a run from the bottom of the uh, bottom of the eight. After yesterday's game, so um, obviously – I did want – I thought if West Tigers had won, then for the Broncos that would have been good for them because that would have just cemented their position a little bit more. I think the Broncos, if they get a home final, they'll obviously win. I think that that would just boost them from there. But then I was having a look at the bottom of the ladder and I thought literally the only teams that you could probably see if they finished six or seven to get past that first round would be the Chooks because they've done it before. They've obviously got a little bit of strength in the team, um, good leadership, but obviously, yeah, South – are the big movers and, um, you know, if the Storm just keep losing, well, I mean, there's probably a couple of games that they're, they're going to win with the draw, but there'll be a few that they probably won't either. So um, I, I reckon they'll finish I reckon they'll finish seventh, possibly eighth. The Storm, well, let's have a look at their, their running. Oh, they've got the Warriors this week. I've got to, I've got to think that that's, um, that that's going to be a, yeah, a pretty comfortable win considering the Warriors broke the record last week for the most blown double-digit leads in the NRL era, which is exciting. Uh, then they've got the, the home to the Titans. That'll be a win. Away to the Panthers, away to the Broncos, home to the Roosters, away to the Eels. It's a, it's a pretty tough month in there, Nick. You know? so, Isn't it? Um, Isn't it? You may not be uh, wrong there. So don't turn it around in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, dark days for the storm. And there's going to be ramifications for that as well going forward because I dare say that, yeah, the future of Cameron Munster how long Craig Bellamy hangs around, all that kind of stuff, will be very dependent on, yeah, the, ch- the chances of winning a premiership. And if that if that perception is gone, like, it doesn't have to be this year, but if they, if that if they kind of feel that the team is breaking up and yeah, you know, the storm are in for their first kind of you know, down period in in two decades, yeah, you know, Bellamy's on the verge of leaving. He's not, yeah, you know, he's too old for a rebuild. In his own head, he's too old for a rebuild. Uh, yeah, Munster will just chase the cash, but he's not chasing premierships. So, and he'll be at the Dolphins. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big six weeks for the sport. Let's talk golf. The three M Open and Tony V now. Yeah, top ten Tony. Top ten Tony finally got a got a win. It was a 
Uh, fair turner. Scott Pearcey led by five shots going to a, uh, a final round and utterly collapsed, whereas Tony Finau, so long derided as a non-winner, uh, broke through for his first uh, continental PGA Tour he had won the Puerto Rico um, last year and then he's gone and won his second tournament here. So, uh, look, it was a pretty weak field at three Open, but Finau was the favourite, was the best player on the field, uh, came back from the Open Championship and won and won pretty convincingly. It was three or four shots in the end. So, um, yeah, it was a, a very comfortable win for uh, uh, for Finau in the 3M Open. Um, we had golf across the, the globe as well. This, in the DP World Tour, we had uh, the Kazoo Classic, a very uh, fairly lightweight event, but that was played at the very good hillside links. Good see a bit more golf. Uh, and Richie Ramsey won his fourth DP World Tour event now. He's first in seven years, so... Uh, did well there. A couple of majors. The women's were the fourth major of the year, the uh, Evion, uh, won by Canadian Brooke Henderson, who uh, at a stage yesterday led by four strokes, went into the final round leading by two. After the first hole, she was dead square. She fell behind, uh, having four putted once on the front nine, she fell behind uh, and then somehow came back and parred the last to win uh one of the most exciting majors of the year uh, of any persuasion. So it was a it was a red hot go, and there were probably yeah, hands the back line. There was probably yeah, anywhere between kind of twelve and fifteen players who could win nearly quarter matter run. Uh, we saw yeah, a bunch of uh, uh, a bunch of a bunch of women push forward and then just couldn't quite finish it off. But uh, yeah, great with Brooke Henderson. That was her second major, and in the uh, the, the Champions Tour, the, the Legends Tour, the the, the old fellas. Uh, Darren Clark won his first uh, senior, won his first senior uh, major, won the Senior Open uh, in Scotland, and became just the fourth player ever to win an Open Championship and a Senior Open Championship. So, uh, well done to Darren Clark. How old do you have to be to get on the Seniors Tour? Like some of these people are not actually seniors. Fifty. So they're you not seniors. That's players. young. That's not even yeah. retirement age. Well, it's over fifty. I'll tell you what, when you see a lot of these golfers who are between 45 and 49, you can, and they're plotting around the PGA Tour. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at players like Greg Chalmers and guys who are zero chance of winning, almost no chance of making a cut. They are hanging out for that, for their 50th birthday just to, uh, to reheat their career. We've got three days. We're on the countdown. Three days for the Commonwealth Games and your Com Games package, the top rope Birmingham Blinders. Starts on Thursday, $55. You can get that in the Little Birdie Live TV shop. We're on the countdown, people. The Com Games. It's starting. He's got names you don't know. In sports, we don't play, but he's going to pick you all the winners. In sports, winners. we don't play. I'll <laughs> tell you, I don't, know how you sp- I don't know how you spend your Saturday night, uh, Nikki, but I'm going to dare say it's a little more exciting than mine. I was there uh, doing badminton form um, for for the Common Games and, uh, yeah, definitely found a ledge there. So that'll probably be in the first the first sheet to go out. We'll uh, head into the games. We'll probably do a future sheet on, on Thursday or Friday, but uh uh, yeah, I think we've found one. There's definitely a false favourite there in uh, one of the markets. Just waiting for a few more markets to open. Uh, we love you, Tristan, at Top Sport, but if you could just get a few of those markets up, that'd be very handy. So, um, yeah, so very much looking forward to it. You know exactly how Nikki spends her Saturday night stop, right? You're, you follow her social media. It's insanity. That's what it is. She's certainly not studying for the Commonwealth Games, that's for sure. I'm relying on Top Rope. I'm going to pay my $55 and get the package. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's hit some AFL because we had some really good games on the weekend. All right, let's have a look at the results. Richmond and Fremantle, a draw, 52 all. 
Hawthorne beat Kangaroos 121 to 75. Sydney beat Adelaide 118 to 85. Geelong took care of Port Adelaide 106 to 94. Brisbane beat the Gold Coast 110 to 93. The Western Bulldogs beat Melbourne 110 to 100. Carlton beat GWS 90 to 54. Collingwood beat Essendon 80 to 76. And St Kilda beat the West Coast 90 to 62. MG, over to you. Break it down. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a good week. Um, but geez, a bit like in the NRL, there were some brain fades as well. And uh, kick off Friday night. Unfortunately, uh, the Friday night lights have got a few uh, the last couple of weeks. And uh, Richmond had some major brain fades. Um, I know Frio missed some easy shots during their game, but. Uh, yeah, obviously highlight at the end of the game, which it always is. Um, generally, the last mistake in a close game counts for the most. So Richmond having uh, two shots on goal, and yeah, just crazy. And uh, not sure. I still think they might finish eighth, but uh, it could be really costly uh, if they look back on this five uh, four weeks from now and say that's why we missed the final. So really disappointing for Richmond. That was a game that uh, got away, and certainly not for the first time this year. I think it's the fifth or sixth time they've led into the last quarter and haven't got the W. So. Uh, very disappointing for Frio. Um, as good as a loss, really. I don't think it makes any difference uh, with them. They need to win out for the yeah. to make the top four. So disappointing result for both. Hawthorne won in no one cares game against the Kangaroos. To be fair, um, their season's over. Sydney did the job against Adelaide, which was expected. Uh, one of the one of the matches of the uh, the year so far. Geelong Port Port. Uh, they're really um, they're winning. They're playing without luck at the moment. Um, just in playing really good football without getting any Ws on the board, but. It shows that uh, Geelong are definitely the team to beat. Uh, they went into Adelaide, which is never easy, um, against a very competitive port, high standard match, 200 points scored in the game, um, and Geelong did the job there. And uh, I think they're clearly the side to beat at the moment. Good to see um, top sports have finally got them into favourite. Yep. Uh, Brisbane-Gold Coast, very entertaining match there. Gold Coast, definitely a chance to win. Um, it suited Brisbane being a high-scoring game. Gold Coast would have wanted it to a lot less scoring, uh, but they did keep it close. But, yeah, Brisbane get the job there. Um, probably the second best match of the the round um, was the Bulldogs-Melbourne, the upset. Uh, probably saved the bookies, no doubt. Uh, seven and a half favourites won for the week. So this was a big one for the bookies to get out of jail because the punters were rolling at this stage for um, the Bulldogs to come back and beat Melbourne. Yep. Uh, Melbourne have got some chinks in their armour. Um, I know you put a line through them about four weeks ago. They've uh, only won three of their last eight games now, so... Uh, they're starting to get out in the market. They've got some issues up forward and all of a sudden their defence is starting to leak as well. So, um, yeah, Melbourne might have some issues and they're a bit friendless in the market at the moment. Um, Bulldogs now move into the eight. Um, maybe their time in their run. Um, Ugal Hagen kicked uh, five goals in his best game. So it was a really good match to watch. And, um, you know, I know Ugal will get the uh, the kudos for kicking the five goals, but uh, their captain stood up. Bonson Pally yeah. was unbelievable. Uh, for those who haven't seen the game or the replay, one of the best quarters of the year for sure. Um, he did everything, the tackles, the smothers, uh, yeah. the clearances. Um, he put them on their shoulders and said, we've got to win this game, keep their season alive. So unbelievable leadership there from the Bont. Um, Carlton won easily against GWS. Uh, GWS impacted him for the year. Um, and then your game, Collingwood Essendon at the G, big crowd. I know Top, top Rope hasn't watched the replay oh, yet, but he's looking sick. forward to watching this one. Um sick. So the difference is between, uh, I guess, the Bulldogs with Bontempelli with leadership and then you go to Essendon, um, just fail, fail, fail in that area, both coach, captain and their on-field leaders um, to let this game slip. I know they're not playing for anything, Essendon, because their season's been done for the best part of two months, mm -hmm. uh, but they are building into next year and I think Rutten needs a few more Ws on the board maybe for his job safe. Um, 
but yeah, the um, the replays and the and going into the uh, you know watching the replays in the last minute or so is a disaster for Essendon. Um, very very poor. They should never have had that shot on goal. Um, Harrison Jones, I know he's thirty five meters out, had a chance to put it away if he kicks it, but they should have just had two passes, keep it off, and Collingwood would never have got the yeah. ball again. So I don't understand why Essendon's game plan for the good part of the year has been keeping off, going slow, going backwards and sideways, and yet when they've got the game in the balance, they don't go to that and they want to, you know, not set up right. So that was a disaster the whole way down, and even when the kick went to Elliott, he had two on one mm. and both defenders missed the spoil on the boundary line. So um, there was just crosses all the way through in the last minute and that would not be a good match review to be in. And the last game, uh, again, no one really cared. St Kilda went over and did the job. It was a low game against West Coast. I know they, they think their season's alive, St Kilda. They won't make the finals and uh, that's it for the round. So, yeah, that was good. Thanks, MG. I was listening to Marcus Bontempelli during the week and um, he did – he is a true leader. Like he said, he said, I understand that it's a team effort. He said, but when I go out there, like I'm going to give it my all. I want to play. I want to show the players how how committed I am to the club and and the W. And then hopefully that will just transcend through. And and it did. Like it's amazing. So the only, t- I think, are they the only team in modern 10, no, 10 years to have come from outside the eight and win the grand final? The year they won the granny? Uh, I think that might be true. Yeah. There you go. Could be second time. Who knows? Yeah, long way to go. But, um, yeah, that was a master class by Bontempelli. Yeah. It was impressive to watch. Yeah, amazing. Okay, and I'm a non-Bulldogs fan. All right, bookie wrap. <laughs> Seven out of nine faves, four of nine covers, five of nine over totals and five of nine home teams. And for the season, 70% of faves, 51% of covers, 55% over totals and 61% for the home teams. Yeah, so we leave the draw out in yeah. that. So it was, um, you know, virtually seven out of eight. So as we said, Bulldogs were the only upset against Melbourne. It was a close game. Uh, the live betting this year has been unbelievable. <laughs> the amount of... Uh, changes and come from behind. Momentum's been very hard to uh, stop in the AFL and the coaches haven't found the secrets to that. So it'll be interesting the next month going into the finals for those teams, um, how they go about stopping the roll-ons and, go, and, and you know, with teams with momentum. You saw it yesterday in the Collingwood-Essendon yep. uh, game. They kick, you know, seven, seven, uh, six goals to nothing, Collingwood in the first quarter and then and then get behind in the game very quickly in the second quarter. So that was crazy. So, um, yeah. Big week for punters, and I think bookies were saved by the Bulldogs' result. Thanks, MG. Okay, now we just have a look at the Stings' results. All right, so we got 50-50, and like you said, there was a couple of tough, tough beats there. Yes, lucky I'm sponsored by Grey Goose, or I <laughs> want to be sponsored by Grey Goose because uh, Friday night was <gasps> fr- Friday night was a disaster. Uh, went out early with this pick. Um, depending on whether you either saw the show, you're taking notice of social media and things like that, uh, Frio did get into favourites at one stage, so... Some punters might have got lucky with uh, the time that they bet, but uh, yeah, having two cracks at it in the last minute, and um, well, let's neither one got an actual shot on goal. Yeah. Both gets or well, one got smothered and one got beaten by the uh, the siren. So yeah, that was a disaster for us. Um, we won the two middle bets there um, quite comfortably there, although the Geelong kicked a goal late, um, and then the Brisbane one. Well, I'll tell you what, if you thought Friday night was a bad beat, um, don't watch the last minute of the Brisbane game. Um, we bet early at the 18 and a half, closed 25, 26. So we got our chips in uh, well there, um, beating the line. And they led by 23 points, um, 30 seconds to go. Brisbane had the ball. I thought, sweet, going to get a nice result here. Turn the ball over. Rankin for Gold Coast marks on the 50. Siren rings. He goes back and drains it, just misses the post. And it goes from 23 to 17. So fair to say uh, there was a few choice words late Saturday night in the office. (laughs) 
like Saturday night in the office, a few choice words, maybe some things thrown around, a couple of darts, and um, <laughs> lucky a bottle of goose was on hand for MG. God. Can we go to the premiership market? Because you alluded to it before. Geelong are the new favourites, three twenty. The Demons are three fifty. Swans eight dollars. Brisbane nine. Carlton fourteen. Freo fourteen. Collingwood sixteen. Richmond twenty three. And the Western Bulldogs twenty three. Yeah, I think the right favourites definitely now. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure necessarily they're great value, but I think they're the team to beat. They'd run home. They'll finish on top now. Um, depending on any disaster, they get the best player back uh, in their team, Stuart, this week. So uh, they're going strength to strength. Um, I think if you want to back Geelong, they're only probably going to shorten in the next couple of weeks, if anything. Melbourne on the way out, um, a bit friendless at the moment. Um, got a big week this coming up. I, I, I still alluded to last week, I thought maybe the value might have been around the Sydney. Um and I still think that they're in a the third favourite now. Not discounting Brisbane. I think they've got some problems in the defensive end. But on their day with their midfield and their their forward lines, as good as any in the comp, well, it is the best offensive-wise. I think they're the chances. But they'll be the top four teams. And uh, I'd be staggered if the winner didn't come from that. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to see how September plays out for you. Okay, now let's have a look at the Coleman. Oh, sorry, the Brownlow first. Uh, Brayshaw, 295. Oliver, 4. Lockie Neal, 410. Petrarca, 11. Cripps at 12. Yeah, not much action. I think um, Oliver may sneak a vote from the weekend yeah. just gone. He come back from his thumb. Uh, the only other player is pretty quiet. I think Tuke Miller was the only one that was probably involved in the vote, votes this week, so not much change there at the top. And uh, yeah, only four weeks to go, so um, still open if you think you got the winner. <gasps> oh, I can't wait for Brownlow night. Okay, now give me the Coleman. Give me the Coleman. All right, Charlie Kerno. Oh, a dollar ninety. Cameron two eighty. Tom Hawkins six fifty, and Max King at eleven. Yeah, Charlie. They all um, went pretty good, actually. A lot of them kicked three and four goals for the week. So um, all these big forwards are in form. Um, some are kicking more points and goals, which might prove costly. But Kerno with five-goal lead with four rounds to go um, is going to be tough to beat. But I still think Cameron might run him down um, with Geelong's uh, good good draw. Uh, they've got three of the four games at home. Uh, Cameron's in form. And Hawkins doesn't hog too much of it. So even though Hawkins is in third, I would be tending towards Cameron at the 280. Well, I like a bit of a roughie, Cameron at the Not 280. Well, it's a roughie compared to a dollar ninety. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, MG. Okay, punters. If you need the stings and you love your AFL, you need that in the Little Birdie Live TV shop. And you can get that from $22 a week. Little Birdie Live TV, AFL stings, $22 a week. We've got a good month in sport coming up. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Top Rope and NRL. Welcome back to First Look, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au, family owned and operated for over 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with Topsport. Let's go to top rope for the NRL. It was a, a, a pretty good weekend of uh, rugby league. We start the, the run into the finals. The Broncos continued their hot form. They went down to Parramatta and absolutely thumped the Eels 36 14. Uh, Eels, you know, fading again at the back end of the season. Yeah, the pressure's mounting on coach Brad Arthur, who was reportedly offered by the clubs last week. Something he and the club both denied, but I uh, wouldn't be surprised if it was true. Uh, the Dragons beat a COVID hit Manly 20 to 6 on a Friday night. Uh, not much of that game other than Manly are probably a little bit overrated at the moment. Uh, disaster for the Knights. Uh, they went down to the Roosters 42 to 12, but most tellingly, uh, Calum Ponga now out for the year, suffering his third concussion. Uh, man of the match in Origin 3, uh, it's hard to see them winning a game for the rest of the year, which is great for those on the uh, early GGOA, $15 for the spoon. So 
But we're going to need the Titans and the, the Tigers win a couple of games each. But today, if they can, the Knights are right in the mix for last last spot. Uh, Raiders beat the Warriors. The Warriors led 14-0. Raiders come back 126-14. Uh, the Warriors overtook the Raiders in the process uh, with their 54th double-digit defeat of the NRL era, surpassed the Raiders as the team who's blown the most big leads. So uh, a record they probably didn't want, but kudos to them anyway. They well and truly deserved it after that inept second half. Uh, Parents beat the Sharks 20-10 in a rain-sodden game. Uh, Sharks jumped to an early lead there. Parents just too much class in the end. Uh, the Harvest probably told them that one. Seahawks. Uh, Big statement win. They've only had five wins against the Storm throughout their history. Uh, they won 24-12. It was a game that the Storm were not without their chances in, but really lacked a touch in class. And, you know, it's it looks like it's falling apart. Four losses in a row for the Melbourne Storm. Never thought I'd say that. Uh, Sunday, the weather certainly picked up, and the mighty Bulldogs, uh, 36-26 winners under uh, over the Gold Coast Titans. Consigns the Titans to uh, equal last on the ladder. Uh, just a point of note, the Bulldogs have now scored 30-plus in three of their last five games, something they did once in 34 games under that moron Trent Barrett. So all those who drove for uh, a change of coach, well done to you all. Uh, and the game of... Uh, well, that was the game of the round, but the finish of the round. Uh, and they'll be talking about this for years to come. You know, the NRL is uh, a long and sordid history of awful decisions, and this might be up there with one of the absolute worst. It was absolutely horrific. Uh, the uh, Cowboys are 25-18 with uh, four and a half minutes to go. The Tigers who had led at halftime and played pretty well, looked like they were done and dusted, uh, scored two surprise tries, led 26-25 with one second to play. Whether there should have been a second left on the clock or not is, is disputed, but anyway, there was a second left. They kick off. Uh, no penalty was awarded. The game was over. Somehow the Cowboys were allowed a challenge. And then against the judgment of anyone with even with an IQ of six would have uh, uh, called full time. And that gave the Cowboys a penalty to hit the goal. And now the Tigers are considering legal action uh, to overturn the result. That will not happen. But uh, absolutely screwed. Absolutely screwed. So uh, disaster for the Tigers. And there isn't a, a rugby league fan uh, outside of Townsville today is not feeling sorry for the Cowboys. Uh, for the Tigers. I would agree with you on that one. I would agree with you on that one. Okay, let's have a look at the boogie right. Five of eight Eves won, three of eight covers, four of eight over totals and six of eight home teams. And for the season, 69% of faves, 50% of covers, 54% over totals and 61% for the home teams. Yeah, uh, still an overs, uh, still an overs territory here. Uh, four of eight games went over, but it was a wet weekend in Sydney and there was some, some, some real heavy rain, particularly Saturday. It's sort of the races get called off, so... Um, Sounds yeah. unusual. Uh, yeah, well, it certainly <laughs> happened a bit this winter, uh, uh, MJ. But, um, you know, it's nice and sunny out here today and uh, uh, we'll be right. We'll be right. Um, so I'm quite happy to make the overs uh, going forward. Now, you had a great weekend and unfortunately that last game did do you over. That's not your fault, okay? No one could have seen that happening. But have a look at that. WWW, unbelievable. The goat strikes again, people. Talk me through it. Yeah, running hot. Uh, Brisbane, we were on early there. I still can't believe the line that one that was uh, wrong and that, that never looked like uh, far on the cover there. Uh, I think we said on the show last week, uh, absolutely declaring the Dragons. Um, something I don't You said biggest better of the do. year. And there you go. Uh, better of the year, yeah. It was 
Uh, a great spot against a mediocre side while the team was home. I absolutely loved it and got to a great start of Dragons and led the entire game. So it was a, I wouldn't say an easy watch, but it was a relatively easy watch. Watching, anytime you watch George and you've got, you got uh, any amount of money on them, it's a stressful experience because they are one of the dumbest teams in the NRL. And they certainly played that, but uh, they got the job done, which was good. Um, we had the overs on the other Friday night game, so we got our cash in earlier, 54 points to total in the Roosters' night's game. So that was, again, another a relatively easy watch there. And then, yeah, we, we got done on the on the Cowboys there, but we were never in, in the mix. So they left six and a half for two minutes. I thought, here we go. I think I told my wife they're going to win by 60, so it shows how little judge I am. Uh, they won by one, and they shouldn't have won at all. So... Uh, but it was a good, 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 uh, good week. We're 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 in a good stretch of form here, and I do enjoy the running. This is you know, some good angles over these kind of last six, seven weeks. So uh, confident we'll keep it going. Oh, okay, can't wait. All right, now let's talk. Go through Thursday night's game, seven fifty p.m. Four Pine Park. Manly is taking on the Roosters. Two twenty Manly. Roosters a dollar sixty seven, and the lines two and a half. Yeah. Uh, I would, would much prefer to be on the Roosters. I haven't done the work for the game as of yet, but at face value, the Roosters have uh, both got plenty to play for. They're both in that fringe. They're both fighting for that one spot. We're going to see Joey Marnie back for the uh, uh, for the Roosters. We've got um, uh, a Roosters team who are immaculately coached, so they always time, time their run really, really well. I'm still not convinced about Manly. Uh, I kind of remain. I think they've got a fair bit to prove. I, I think this line will kind of get to four by game time. So um, I'll be looking at the roosters of them. Okay, the chooks there. I can't say I'm unhappy with that. Now, can we have a look at the premiership market? Penrith, they're just dominating at $1.95. North Queensland, eight. Cronulla, eight fifty. The Storm, nine fifty. And the Broncos at 13. South, 14. Paris, 16. Roosters, 21. And Manly, 41. Yeah, this is uh, pretty boring. Panthers, uh, Definitely deserving to be favourites. Had the Tigers a one yesterday, this would be would have given the Panthers a ten point lead on top of the premiership, and would have been the biggest premiership lead since nineteen seventy five. So, um, this stage of the season, so they're kind of in history making territory of the Panthers. But when I said that, you know, you could you could you could multi them through three weeks of the finals, and you only get a bigger price than dollar ninety five. So, um, I. Yeah, I can't take the dollar five, but I don't know who's there to beat him at the moment with the storm kind of falling backwards. Maybe south of fourteen dollars or a bit there, but um, yeah, they're going to have to kind of create a bit of history of their own and make the uh, make the grand final for that. Or in the top four, which it doesn't look like they will. All right, now punters, he is on fire. You heard him say it. He's red hot. You need the GGOA, and you can get that from twenty two dollars a week in the Little Betty Live TV shop. GGOA, serious about NRL, and you need it twenty two dollars a week. All right, MG, over to you. Yeah, Nikki, that time of the week where we post our uh, early predictions, we'll just have a quick look at last week's result, uh, week 20 results there. So two out of three, and uh, we'll just put down a BB there in the brackets. I think uh, Mr. Borko, the bad beat there for the Lions, got beaten <laughs> after the siren. So just keeping the door ajar for uh, Nikki and Nick to run me down here. So uh, I've got a three, uh, what have I got a three tip lead at the moment, okay. and we've got about two months left of footy. So um, we'll move on to week 21's predictions, our early predictions. We'll go to Nikki first. What are you going to go, AFL or NRL this week? Um, I'm, I'm sticking with you. Oh, no, so I went NRL last week. I'm going AFL this week and I'm going uh, Sydney Swans minus 28 and a half. Okay, for Sids and Kids against uh, GWS there, Nikki has gone Sydney minus 28 and a half. Top rope, Wayside Chapel. 
Uh, you're starting to uh, find some form back in this competition after being an early leader. What have we got this week? Trust me, MG, I've been on leaders in a better spot than you and been run down on the horses. So <laughs> let's not call yourself home just yet. Uh, I'm going to be on South this week. I think South is a marginal outside against the Sharks. Look, a bit of value. They haven't lost since the Troy Mitchell's come back. So uh, on the bunnies. Because I tipped them as an outsider for the premiership <laughs> top rope. And I think, you, I think everyone <laughs> giggled, at, giggled at me at the time. But anyway, we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> Uh, for myself, uh, what do we got? Love me, love you, Charity. I am going Collingwood uh, against Port Adelaide. I think it's game two on the fixture, minus six and a half this week, Nikki. So uh, there are the three plays on your screen. Thanks, MG and Top Rope. That is a wrap for this edition of First Look. Thanks for joining. Remember, you can follow us on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Download our podcast everywhere you get your good podcast from. Remember, all your footy betting action is at topsport.com.au. Remember, you can follow us on socials as well. We are Little Birdie TV and we're on Twitter and Insta. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll be back next Monday. Have a good week. Bye.